With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond organic sleep. Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocers and the Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks near you. Marinero, the sick podcast, and we're going to Chicago uh, to touch base with uh, Ben Pope of the Chicago Sun-Times. He covers the Chicago Blackhawks. Everyone knows by now the scandal that is the sexual abuse that Kyle Beach endured uh, to the hands of Brad Aldrich and uh, the repercussions. Stan Bowman's resignation, Joel Quenville fired or actually resigned, pardon me, resigned. And that news was as the head coach of the Florida Panthers. That news, by the way, was broken by Ben Pope of the Chicago Times. Hello, Ben. Hey, uh, I'm not sure I can take credit for breaking that, actually, but um... Uh, certainly, it's been a busy week for sure. Um, busy week indeed, a difficult week. Um, what a, I mean, no shortage of work for you, I guess, this week. I mean, man, can you begin to describe what this week has been like for you? Yeah, it's been uh, very tiring. Um, certainly coming off uh, such a rough start to the season on ice for the Blackhawks, I think I was you know, struggling to try to find angles about this team, considering just every game it was loss after loss and bad news after bad news. And then all of a sudden we get the, you know, the worst news of all, something that puts the hockey struggles um, basically into irrelevance. Um, Just uh, when we got the news on Tuesday morning uh, that the Blackhawks would be announcing the results of this investigation at 1 p.m., it's something I'd certainly been expecting for months, uh, but we didn't know exactly when it would come. And then um, to to finally get that resolution and the detail described in that 107-page report um, into everything that happened in this sexual assault cover-up back in 2010. Uh, very disturbing and, and very overwhelming um, just to realize just how mishandled this was and, and how deeply it ran throughout the organization. So uh, it's been a really busy week trying to untangle everything and cover all the aspects of this with so many different people involved. It's a sick podcast. The show is brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Go to myessentia.com slash sickpod and use code sickpod for a free pillow with your purchase. Essentia, beyond organic sleep. Yeah, if people were sleeping at a, 
uh, every you know, we got everyone's attention, of course, on Tuesday when the results of that investigation came out. Um, Stan Bowman resigned shortly thereafter. Um, what do you think of the Blackhawks' decision to actually have Stan Bowman working during the time that the investigation was ongoing? Well, I think we're going to look back on that and, and say that it was a, a huge mistake, honestly. Um, not only just from the ethical side of it, um, knowing with him admitting to investigators um, that he was part of that meeting that in which Blackhawks executives at the time decided to not take action on Aldrich for three weeks, uh, during which time he then assaulted another Blackhawks employee. Um, certainly once, I mean, he should have resigned at the time. He should have taken action at the time. But now once that came to light in May and with these lawsuits, um, I, don't, I think Bowman should have at least been put on leave at that point. Um, so to see him continue until now was certainly the wrong decision from an ethical and moral standpoint. Uh, but also from a hockey standpoint, uh, he then made a number of aggressive moves this summer, um, acting as if he was going to shape the Blackhawks for the future. Um, that have now saddled the team. The the Seth Jones trade I was critical of at the time um, on our on your radio show, uh, signing him to then an eight year contract uh, with a huge cap hit that uh, that he has so far not remotely lived up to, um, and several other additions that haven't worked out super well either. Um, and now Bowman is gone, and the Hawks are going to have to live with this new um, roster composition that's not working out for them. Um, for years into the future after Bowman's exit. So uh, on all standpoints, it was did not prove to be a good decision to have Bowman stay around this summer. Who ends up being the full-time general manager in Chicago? Well, it's hard to say right now. It's, it's just beginning. Um, the franchise has very little with which to rebuild. They've lost almost all of their experienced people in the front office, um, both as a result of this investigation as well as some other unrelated departures over the past couple of years. Um, Kyle Davidson steps in as interim GM. Uh, he's had a pretty interesting rise up through the organization, but um, he's very young uh, for this position. He was in college when Bowman became the GM in 2009. Uh, his expertise is more in the contract negotiation, salary cap management side of things, um, and that'll be helpful in the short term. Um, but we've yet to see whether he's ready to take on a full-time GM role um, and all of the different responsibilities that entails. Uh, someone like Eddie Olchek would be an extremely popular choice um, if the Hawks are trying to win back over some fans. Um, but we don't know yet if Olchek wants to take this over. Um, and then they're going to have to search outside the organization for a number of other candidates. This will probably take months. Um, and we, we could not see a resolution until next summer. So it's hard to say at this point who the, the next guy will be. I don't know how they're going to win over fans. Um, they are going to have to hire the best PR firm in the world who's going to have to do a miracle with them because based on everything we've heard, they <clears throat> prioritized winning hockey games and focusing on hockey instead of caring about Kyle Beach. Um, they closed their eyes to what Brad Aldrich was doing. Uh, they actually even uh, you know, uh, referred him or gave him, gave him a recommendation going to work in a high school. Um, they had his name on the cup. They made him parade with the cup. They made him spend the day with the cup. Um, he went to a high school with the cup. Um, they had a meeting where they discussed this and pretty much everyone in that meeting agreed that um, we have to focus on hockey right now and winning and winning a Stanley Cup. And they all closed their eyes and did nothing. Um, we, we, we've heard from, from some players on the team who basically say that pretty much everyone knew uh, Jonathan Taves has come out and said that they were just focused on hockey at the time. And speaking of which, Jonathan Taves, 
I mean, I don't know how you're going to continue to write about him. Um, it's going to be very, very difficult. I mean, I'm, I'll, I'm, I'll speak for myself, but what he said when he said, you know, um, I don't want to use this as an excuse, but we're just focused on hockey. And then he actually sounded like he felt more, more sorry for Stan Bowman um, and his resignation than he did for Kyle Beach. Like, lost a tremendous amount of respect for for Jonathan Taze. As a matter of fact, I don't have any left. I, I, I mean, I said on on the radio, and I'll say it again, I, I go to hell, man. Yeah, it's been um, a, a tough week of PR for him. His comments on Wednesday night um, were the opposite of what you like to see. Um, he did have that very long defense of Stan Bowman, um, saying that he thought he was a good person and that he doesn't know how just deleting Bowman and ruining his livelihood fixes anything. Um, and just totally ignoring the fact that Bowman was one of the most involved people in this cover-up. Uh, Taze actually said that he wasn't complicit uh, when the investigation determined he literally was complicit. Um, to Taze's credit, he's said all along that he didn't know until after Aldrich left the Blackhawks what had happened. Um, and if you take him at his word for that, um, it, it makes him not as responsible as those executives we've talked about. Uh, but still, I asked him if he wished that when he did find out, uh, which he says was a training camp the following year, if he had taken, if he wished he had taken action then, uh, whether just reaching out to Kyle Beach or going to the police or, or anything. Um, and he said that he didn't really think that he would have done it differently uh, unless he had maybe known some of the more, quote, gory details of the assault. Um, yeah, just not not what you'd like to see from the Blackhawks captain and um, yeah, certainly it, it's changed his reputation forever, dating back to his handling back when he was in his first few years as a captain back in 2010. What a, what a terrible, 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 sickening uh, story uh, that we're going to jump into. I've had plenty of these over the last little while. Cherry River Heart Seltzer, only 90 calories, natural flavors, no preserves, now available in Quebec grocery stores and the beer store. Um, Joel Quenville. Back in the month of July, he said that he had no knowledge of um, the sexual abuse or sexual assault of a player who back then was, you know, um, called John Doe uh, under anonymity, uh, who came out a couple of days ago in uh, an exclusive interview with Rick Westhead uh, and said, you know, I'm John Doe, I'm Kyle Beach. And um, and um, he put himself out there. Uh Kevin Dayoff said the same thing back in July, that he had no knowledge of it whatsoever. Um, Joel Quenville met with Commissioner Gary Bettman yesterday, and following that meeting shortly thereafter, he handed in his resignation uh, as head coach of the Florida Panthers. Kevin Dayoff met with Gary Bettman earlier today, and the National Hockey League um, issued a press release saying that there will be no further discipline to Kevin Shovel Day off because uh, he was not a senior member of management and he was at that meeting more so like an observer than like a participant type of thing. Um, ben Pope, I don't buy it. I don't buy it, Ben. I don't buy it. I don't like it. I'm not buying what they're selling. Um, I think it's disgraceful. Uh, I think Kevin Shovel Day off. First of all, he lied about the meeting. Second of all, he was at the meeting. Third of all, he chose to do nothing, whether he was a senior member or not a senior member, a big-time member or not. He chose to close his eyes. And for me, he should have the same fate 
as Joel Quenville and Stan Bowman. Yeah, I was surprised to see him continue in his role. I thought at least maybe we'd see a suspension or um, some kind of punishment um, at the least. Um, but so, yeah, I was I was surprised to see. Um, I think it is fair to say he probably was the least involved of those people at the meeting. He was the lowest ranking, and uh, at least in the investigation report, he's only mentioned a couple times and uh, not really quoted as directly contributing to the decision. But um, certainly he was present. Uh, he was an assistant GM, so not exactly an intern or someone irrelevant there. And um, yeah, he, he did nothing along with everyone else. So um, I think I can see a little bit more argument um, for not firing him, but I still think that he should be fired. I still um, am surprised that he wasn't. And um, I guess that kind of draws the line, uh, at least from the NHL standpoint and from the 32 NHL organization standpoint on uh, who gets the real punishment for this and who doesn't. Um, and it's a little interesting to see that line drawn where it was. You're based out of Chicago. I'm based out of Montreal. Um, here in Montreal, the Canadian's general manager is Mark Bergevin, who back in 2010 uh, was the director of player personnel of the Chicago Blackhawks. His name didn't come up in the 107-page report. He was not at that meeting. Um, you surprised that his name didn't come up in that report? Yeah, I know that there have been some talk earlier this summer um, that he, he might have been involved. Um, I think someone at some point might have named him, but uh, in that investigation, they didn't seem to determine he was involved. Um, I mean, in a sense, if you take it at face value, it's reassuring um, that maybe he wasn't part of it because the more people who were involved and didn't do anything, the worse it is. Um, but on the other hand, uh, you can't rule out that he could have known, even if he wasn't in that meeting. Um, it sounds like it was something that was discussed throughout the arena, throughout the organization, um, maybe more informally, um, at least according to Kyle Beach, who said he heard many comments about it in many settings. So um, uh, it's hard to say on Bergevin. I mean, it looks at this point like he's going to escape any repercussions, but um, whether he, that's deserved, uh, it's maybe we'll never know. Uh, if I was in, if, you know, if, if you're in Chicago right now, what are, what are people saying? What is the oh, fan base saying? What are people saying? What are the papers saying? Uh, uh, there's, I mean, there's anger across the board. Um, I think the, the Blackhawks are meeting tremendous pushback on this, um, and frustration and, um, just the Chicago is pretty much fed up with them at this point. There had already been so much tension in the fan base because the team had struggled, um, so much the past few years and especially the first few weeks of this year. Um, but even then, fans were split on whether they want Kaladin fired or Bowman fired or anything like that. The typical hockey arguments. Um, and, and now, though, with this coming out, I think the entire fan base, the entire Chicago sports community is united in the same opinion that um, they can go to hell and that they you know, have no goodwill left for the Blackhawks. Um, the, the organization has a long way to go to rebuild uh, they made the right steps, uh, I think, in getting rid of Bowman and Al McIsaac, and um, they now have no front office employees who were around in 2010, um, and that's a good thing. They need to have a clean slate, uh, but they also just have a long way to rebuild, and they don't have a lot of experienced members as a result um, who can lead them through that, and they also have just a ton of ground to make up to you know, re-earn the trust of their fans and of Chicago, 
Um, the attendance issues have come to light this past week. They didn't sell out the last two home games for the first time since 2008. Um, and I expect those attendance issues to get even worse um, as the team continues to struggle and as more fans contemplate the implications of all that we've learned this week and decide they don't want to spend their money on an organization like this. If you're looking for a jersey of any sport, officially licensed sports apparel, even our sick merchandise, uh, you could check out um, uh, sportbuffshop.com for all of that and use code 615 for 15% off on all of their items. The Blackhawks have been fined $2 million by the league. Uh, as Aaron Ward pointed out, there was a cap circumvention at one point with Kovalchuk and the New Jersey Devils. The league, I believe, had fined them $3 million, ended up giving back half the money. Uh, it's incredible that the league thought that that was obviously um, something more wrong and more terrible than the sexual abuse uh, that Kyle Beach suffered because they only fined the Blackhawks $2 million. What would you like to see? Uh, you talked about the repercussions with the fan base and the attendance not being sold out and people upset and wanting them to go to hell. What would you like to see the Blackhawks do? Now, we know there's nothing that they can do to repair the terrible, terrible damage and suffering that's been done to Kyle Beach. I mean, that young man is 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 broken. It was, it was apparent in that TV interview, but... What are some of the things uh, you'd like to see them start with? What are some of the things you'd like to see them do so that we can, you know, something something good can come out of something that was absolutely so terrible? Well, I'd like to see them, first of all, you know, apologize directly. I feel like a lot of the statements, while apologizing kind of briefly in places, have also been a lot of self-preservation and trying to, preserve their image. And I feel like that just shouldn't be the the first priority right now. Um, they will have to see what comes out of these lawsuits. Um, they say they plan on settling. Um, they say they've scheduled the initial settlement talks for next week, um, but they have not withdrawn their motions to dismiss and actually filed supports to those motions to dismiss on Tuesday um, because they faced a court deadline. Um, so we're going to have to see over the coming weeks what happens there, but certainly you'd You'd hope that at least they would come to their senses there and, um, you know, give Kyle Beach the settlement he deserves and stop fighting that on the legal technicalities that they have been for the past few months. Um, and then you'd also uh, like to see them just you know, do the right things in the community to um, embrace people um, who have felt alienated by this franchise, whether they're um, survivors of sexual abuse or um, even minorities, women, um, other people who maybe haven't been embraced by the team in the past, Native Americans, um, the CEO Danny Wirtz and uh, new business president Jamie Faulkner, both of whom have been in their roles less than two years, have been taking a more progressive approach on that front, trying to reach out to parts of the Chicago community that maybe the previous Blackhawks didn't really try to reach out to and uh, putting in a land acknowledgement um, related to Native Americans before every home game and trying to make more diverse hires um, in the front office. And those are good initiatives, and we want to see those continue. They need to continue. Um, the Hawks need to make clear that um, they aren't just uh, winning above all else organization. Uh, certainly winning is important, and that also will help rejuvenate their popularity over time in Chicago. But uh, we need to see them make good decisions on all fronts and uh, make sure that they, they have a welcoming and inclusive culture that, that won't allow something like this to happen again. 
they got to put a blank check in front of Kyle Beach and basically tell him to fill it out. And then they got to do so many things for uh, sexual abuse victims, for programs, uh, raise awareness uh, in the community, raise awareness throughout, uh, raise awareness towards their players, educate their players, educate their staffers. I mean, they, they just, there's, there's no short, there's no shortage of things that they have to do here, right. To, 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 to get back on track here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, like I mentioned that we've seen them in the past few years, take more of an active effort in trying to reach out to native American organizations and, um, with their with the United Center being on the west side of Chicago, which has some poor areas, uh, trying to reach out more to community organizations there, and those have been good things. But they now absolutely need to add sexual abuse victims to that list of um, communities and um, organizations that they're reaching out to and trying to help financially and through marketing and um, partnerships and everything. I mean that they have an obligation at this point to um, to do everything they can to, I mean, you'll never make up for what happened to Kyle Beach, but to at least try to help um, the thousands, millions of other people who have experienced um, similar situations, just not within the Blackhawks, to at least try to make it as right as possible by helping those people. Ben, you and I know each other a little bit. Uh, We've never met personally, um, but I I think I can sense that you're, you're having the type of week that I'm having. I, I have watched that interview with Kyle Beach and Rick Westhead probably a good four times. And, uh, and I become teary eyed and I end up crying like every single time. Like I'm, he's broken. My heart is broken. My spirit is broken. This is, this has not been an easy week to talk hockey or to cover hockey or to write about hockey. Um, we love this sport so much. It's, it's, you know, this is, um, we're making our living talking or writing about this sport, but um, it's, it's really broken my spirit. I feel it's like it's done the same thing for you. Yeah, it's been hard to focus on hockey. Um, being at that game Wednesday against the Maple Leafs at the United Center, um, at which um, the end game hosts and you know the whole game presentation made absolutely no mention of any of this, um, was just a very surreal experience just to something that's normally such a fun outlet and supposed to be entertainment, um, just did not have that kind of atmosphere, just tarnished by everything we've learned. And it's hard to fault the current players outside of Kane and Taves because none of them were around then. And guys like Alex DeBrinkett have actually gone out of their way and said really good things, things you want to hear about um, their terrible feeling for Beach and uh, their efforts to, to improve the Blackhawks' internal culture. Um, so you can't blame them, but it's just it's really hard to focus on on the hockey that they're playing um, with all of this terrible cloud hanging over it. I still see that not everyone who works in hockey or covers hockey has either gone on radio, podcast or social media to denounce uh, Stan Bowman or Joel Quenville or Kevin Shevel day off uh, because they might be a buddy or they might be a source. I find it extremely unfortunate. Um, you like me, we work in this business and we rely on some senior executives, general managers, coaches, assistant general managers, assistant coaches, players, uh, scouts, pro scouts, amateur scouts, and all that stuff, uh, to help us with our work. And, um, and, but I don't care which relationship I would break going forward. I mean, to me, anyone who had knowledge of this and closed their eyes, they can all go to hell. 
Yeah, I I agree. Um, I I've only been covering the team since 2019, so um, I fortunately, honestly, didn't know a lot of the people who have now, you know, kind of been exposed as so immoral. Um, but yeah, it's 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 been tough. Um, there's a lot of people in hockey, even who weren't involved in a situation, um, who contribute to how slow and how um, just the the many flaws in hockey culture and. Uh, we have a long way as a as a community um, to go in terms of just embracing everything and and being more honest and open and um, just making it the culture so that someone like Kyle Beach, if this ever were to happen again, um, would be able to come forward publicly and um, get the justice he deserved immediately. And um, yeah, just because I'm not even sure if this happened again. In another organization, if we would see it immediately addressed in exactly the right way. Um, so I feel we need to get to a point very soon where we can be confident in that. So, yeah, certainly a long way to go. Ben, the work you've done with the Chicago Sun-Times, especially over the past couple of days, has been extensive and absolutely phenomenal. Um, congratulations on that, and thanks for joining me. Yeah, I, I'm happy to come on, and uh, thank you for the very genuine conversation here. Thank you, Ben. Thank you. All right. Um, I'm going to give you a couple of picks for my bookie. Money. Money, 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 money. for sick picks. Brought to you by my bookie. Place your bets on my bookie. Go to mybookie.ag slash the sick podcast and use code sick picks to double your deposit. Bet, win, get paid. Montreal Canadiens fans. Canadians with a huge win. Uh, on Thursday night in San Jose by a score of four to nothing. Saturday, they're going to be in Los Angeles. Sunday, they're going to be in Anaheim. That game on Sunday is going to be uh, their third game in three and a half nights because it's going to be a 4 p.m. Eastern start. The Canadians will be fatigued. I think the Canadians will lose that game. Give me Anaheim. Give me Anaheim minus one and a half and give me that game to go over. I expect Samuel Montembeau to be in goal. With all due respect to him, I think we're going to see goals also because of the Canadians' fatigue. So on Sunday, Anaheim, Anaheim minus one and a half and that game to go over. Once again, it's mybookie.ag slash the sick podcast. Marinaro. Goodbye. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The sick podcast is brought to you by Essentia. The world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond organic sleep. Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories. Natural flavors and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocers and The Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks near you.